0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're getting a brand new week started with a brand new episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. Hi, everybody. I am Kevin McGuire, editor of NittanyLionsWire.com on the USA Today Sports Media Group and a contributor to Athlonsports.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. So lots of fun stuff to get into in today's episode. In our first segment, we're going to take a look at one of the roundtable questions that's going on over on AthlonSports.com this week. Regarding whether or not Penn State or Michigan is going to be the better team to bank on having a rebound season in 2021, I'll share some of my thoughts on that. I also came across a pretty fun question on the college football Reddit that I want to bring to you guys as well. If you knew that your Penn State and Nittany Lions were going to win a national championship, would you rather your rival go 0-12 that season, or would you rather Penn State beat that team in the national championship? You can pick the rival. We'll have some fun with that discussion coming up in the second segment. And in our final segment today, a couple of thoughts about the Penn State football schedule moving forward. There was a game that one Big Ten team rescheduled that was lost from 2020. That'll be added back to their future schedule moving forward. Of course, if you are paying attention to the scheduling tidbits, there is one particular game that was canceled last year. That is yet to be rescheduled. I want to dive back into that one more time. So lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Make sure you never miss a single episode by subscribing or following on your favorite podcasting app, including the Odyssey app. If you haven't already updated that app on your phones, do it today because not only do you get access to all of the episodes of Locked on Nittany Lines, but everything else across the Locked on Podcast Network and so many different radio stations and affiliates and plenty of other podcasts to check out as well. So the Odyssey app is definitely a go-to resource for all things Locked on Nittany Lines and more. Of course, we are all available on all the different podcasting platforms, so make sure you follow, rate, and review on your preferred device. And of course, if you leave a five-star rating or review, make sure you take a screenshot out of that and send it to us. Send it to us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany, and we'll make sure to give you a special shout-out at any time during the week. So you got to stay tuned to get that shout-out. You just never know when we're going to drop it, but we'll definitely recognize somebody on Friday. Of course, as I just mentioned, we are on Twitter at Locked on Nittany, but you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Check us out on Instagram at instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. And don't forget our, about our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash LockedOnNittany. This week, I am going to work on getting that live stream set up once again. And I am looking forward to being able to put together some podcasts in a live streaming environment for you guys, with you guys, I should say, moving forward. So stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are as well. So let's get into today's episode. As I mentioned in the intro here, there are some things to be taking an eye on as far as what Penn State is going to be in 2021. And if you've been listening to the podcast, or if you haven't been listening to the podcast, let me get you caught up on where I stand on this. I think Penn State has all the ingredients for a solid 2021 season. I think the 2020 season was certainly a mirage as far as. The, the track record that Penn State has established. I'm not excusing them for an 0-5 start to the season last year, but I'm accepting of it. I understand with some of the things didn't go their way. A lot of things didn't go necessarily as planned. But I think that if you take a look at what this Penn State team has on its roster right now, there are so many reasons to be excited about what could potentially be a big step back in the right direction for Penn State in 2021. Take a look at everything that has happened this offseason. Yes, there have been players that have transferred. And there is a little bit of a question about the depth at the quarterback position. But if Sean Clifford stays healthy, you've got a third-year starting quarterback running your offense. You've got a new offensive coordinator in Mike Yurcich, which I have said time and time again is an upgrade from what they had before. And the fact that he had a full spring practice, a full offseason to really work with Sean Clifford and the rest of the offense that should put this offense a little bit ahead of a pace of where they were last year under a new offensive coordinator in Kirk Sharaka. So I think that this is a big step forward for the development of the offense. Even though you're bringing in another new offensive coordinator, I think that having the fact that you had the spring practices, you had a chance to work one-on-one and work the entire unit certainly puts things in a better place going into the summer than we saw last year when Penn State had to shut down all of their spring practices. So Big step in the right direction there. I'm still a fan of the running back depth that Penn state has accumulated and has in store for it. As long as Noah Kane stays healthy, that's going to be a big key. But if, and there have been some concerns about his ability to stay healthy, but I would say that the running back stable that Penn state has is pretty solid. It's it may not be the best running back room in the country, but is certainly more than reliable enough. I think going into this year, I think a player like Devin Ford certainly had some shaky moments last year, but I think he's going to improve, um, you know, getting John Lovett from, uh, Baylor I think is a nice little addition to the program and uh, Kevon Lee certainly had some splashes last year as well so very much looking forward to seeing what these running backs do Let's talk about the wide receivers. You know, Jahad Dotson is certainly going to be one of the key players uh, after a tremendous year last year. He's already one of the best Big Ten wide receivers coming back this year, if not one of the best wide receivers in the country. So I think Jahad Dotson certainly is a nice asset to have. But you look at some of the other wide receivers that they have uh, continuing to develop and should continue to prosper under the offense that Mike Yurcich is going to run. You know, guys like Parker Washington. Uh, Daniel George I think you've got some key players that are going to have some big moments in this passing game moving forward and throwing the tight end position Brenton Strange certainly uh, came on and filled in nicely in the absence of an injured Pat Fryermuth last year and I think that he's going to go into this year and he's certainly looking like he's going to be a a more of a fixture in this Penn State offense and there are certainly plenty of reasons to be optimistic about what the offensive line's going to do you know, we've already talked about how Rashid Walker is already being projected as a potential first-round draft pick, and the general assumption is that the offensive line at Penn State continues to get better and better as a unit. You know, obviously, they just sent two players through the NFL draft uh, in the late rounds, in the seventh round, the Will Fries and Michael Menick going to NFL teams. But overall, the offensive line depth has continued to grow under James Franklin, and that's been a benefit of being able to get back to full strength as far as recruiting scholarships. And it takes time to replenish the depth, certainly at a a wide position like the offensive line. But it has done that. It has gotten there and it continues to improve its cohesiveness. And there are so many different ingredients in play here for the offense. The defense, I'm not necessarily as concerned about. I always feel like de- Penn State's defense, even when they're not great, they're still more than reliable. They'll come up with enough big plays, they'll keep you in games. And really, that's all I'm looking for out of my defense. I'm not necessarily looking for somebody that's going to shut everybody down. That would be great if that's the case, but I'm just looking for a defense that's going to allow a game to not get too out of hand and you know, keep things within reach, give the offense a chance to either come back or establish itself uh, as the dominant force. And I think for the most part, we actually saw that last year. I think the defense uh, certainly had some rough moments. There's no question about that. But I think that was a unit that actually helped keep some games from getting too far out of reach uh, more often than not and allowed Penn State to come back and have chances to win some of those games, even when they were our own 5 To start the year. Look, this is a defense that certainly had some shortcoming moments. There's no question about that. But I think overall Penn State's defense is something that you can pretty much rely on. The secondary should be pretty good. Defensive line is typically pretty decent. Linebackers are pretty solid. So there's enough there to suggest that Penn State's going to have a really good rebound season. So the question over on Athlon Sports this week is Michigan or Penn State? Who's going to have the bigger rebounds? I'm trying not to be too biased here and i understand that penn state's schedule is not exactly easy but i think there's enough of a track record to suggest that penn state is the team that you should feel more confident in being able to have a rebound season that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give ohio state a run for the big 10 championship or the big 10 east championship but if you're looking for a solid second place finish i tend to put more faith in what penn state could potentially do compared to what we have seen out of michigan so that's just my take on it. I would love to hear what you guys have to say as well. Reach out to us on our Twitter account, at Denny. Which team is going to have the bigger rebound season, the Michigan Wolverines or the Penn State Nittany Lions? Let's hear from you guys. The baseball season has moved into the month of May, and things are going well for some teams, but there's been a lot of discussion about the status of the NL East. Best division in baseball? Not exactly the case so far. But I wanted to take a look to see what some of the latest future lines are from Online as far as the National League pennant is concerned. And of course, I checked the Phillies, and I checked the Pirates, and I figured that both teams were going to be pretty much long shots, and the Pirates certainly are at plus 20,000 to win the National League East. Only the Colorado Rockies have worse odds than those out in Pittsburgh. The Philadelphia Phillies at plus 2200, obviously not the best odds within the NL East. That actually goes to the Mets at plus 500. The Braves are kind of floating around there as well as they're trying to regain some momentum. The Dodgers are obviously still the favorite at plus 190, even though the Dodgers have been kind of scuffling as well. How about those Padres at plus 500? Same odds of the Mets, but you know that Padres team, they're pretty entertaining. If you're a Nationals fan, you got plus 3,300 shot to win the National League pennant, according to the folks over at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, and they've got all the news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs in basketball and hockey. And of course, that baseball regular season continues to roll on. So head to the website right now, betonline.ag. You can do it on your laptop or your desktop or even on your mobile phone. Sign up today for free and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code On. That's basically free money to win some money. If you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, odds are you're probably going to get those odds playing in your favor. Don't forget, Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's com.
1: So sometimes when I'm looking for topics to bring to the podcast, one of the places I will go to see what people are talking about is the college football subreddit, which I think is the best subreddit out there. Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but it's one that I always go back to and I always love the community there. And I like being a part of it as well. Now, one of the questions that I saw pop up there was a pretty interesting one. It's sort of one that we've uh, discussed before in one way or form. But the question is this. If you knew that your team was going to win the national championship, Would you want your rival to go 0-12 or beat them in the national championship? Now, let's play out the scenario here. Okay, as I said earlier in the podcast, you can choose your rival. You know, if you want to make it Pitt, you want to make it Ohio State, I don't care who your rival is going to be classified as. But the scenario is this. Penn State's guaranteed to win the national championship. So what do you want your rival to do? Do you want your rival to go through a winless season while watching you guys uh, just excel at the highest level of the game? Or would you rather get a chance to beat them one-on-one for all the marbles in the national championship game? And the reason I love this question so much is because you don't get too many opportunities in college football to beat your rival in a national championship game. We have had Florida and Florida State. We have had Alabama, LSU. Those are certainly the exceptions to the rule. And that's because in most situations, your rival probably plays in the same conference. For example, you have Ohio State and Michigan. They play not only in the same conference, but the same division. So the odds that they would be playing in a postseason matchup in the college football playoff for the national championship game probably not all that great, although certainly not impossible. Again, we have seen Alabama and LSU play in a national championship game late in the BCS era, and Alabama and Georgia may not necessarily be rivals, but certainly two top teams in the SEC going head-to-head. Again, kind of goes against the green, not necessarily the norm under the current structure. Uh, Maybe that changes if the college football playoff ever expands. But you're talking about teams that are probably going to play late in the season, and that's probably going to knock one of those teams out of the playoff race entirely, uh, should they both be in it. So it's very unlikely that you get a chance to play your rival in a national championship game, let alone a college football playoff or even a bowl game of any sort of magnitude. Now, as far as Penn State's concerned, we know that the situation as far as rivalries are concerned, it's a little undefined at this point. And obviously, Penn State goes by the, the, uh, the slogan of unrivaled, and maybe that's by choice or by design. But we all know that there's a little bit of a controversy over whether or not you want to consider Pitt a true rival anymore. I think more old school folks uh, following Penn State certainly consider Pitt a true rival, while the newer generation of Penn State fans who maybe have started following Penn State in the Big Ten era... Have no connection to Pittsburgh, even though they're in the same state. Now I'm kind of uh I like to consider myself a little bit of a blend before between the old school and the new school. I still think that Penn State and Pitt should be playing every year. I will stand by that and I will not rest on that. But at the same time, I understand the rivalry isn't necessarily the same as it once was. And that's because when Penn State goes to the Big Ten, that series kind of goes on hiatus, goes on the back burner, uh, or gets rekindled every so many generations, it seems. Uh, and that may continue to be the case, just the way that scheduling is done these days. And that's unfortunate. But getting back to the point, if you know that Penn State is going to win the national championship, who do you want to be that last team standing in the way? I honestly don't care if it is a rival or not. In fact, I would rather it be a team like Alabama or Notre Dame. I think it would be more fun to beat one of those top programs or one of those big name programs that has such a traditional history and following like Notre Dame or the success of Alabama or even Clemson these days. I would rather take my shot against them and get that victory against them because then there's nobody that's going to question it. Now, again, this is a hypothetical situation. So what happens if Penn State goes and runs the table and they get into the national championship game and Pitt just happens to have one of those years where they're doing the same thing? Maybe they're a surprise team out of the ACC. There's certainly a lot of drama that could be built up, certainly within the state. And it would certainly be a lot of fun to cover that situation. And that would certainly add a whole lot more drama to everything that goes on with the history of that particular rivalry. Uh, Let's change it up a little bit. What if you want to consider Ohio State that rivalry? Uh, Now, obviously, Ohio State has been on a higher level as far as uh, college football playoff pedigree is concerned. They were just in the national championship game last year. They won the inaugural college football playoff. They've been to the college football playoff multiple times uh, outside of that. So certainly getting a chance to play Ohio State in a national championship game, it'll be pretty fun. And you know what? That scenario could potentially exist because if Penn State and Ohio State both have really good seasons, Penn State wins a head-to-head matchup, gets into the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State doesn't lose another game, you know, Penn State could be undefeated. Ohio State would have one loss on their record to Penn State, and then you get a rematch in the national championship game. That'd be a lot of fun too, and I'm not really sure if it would really be more meaningful if Penn State were to beat Ohio State or pit in national championship. Bottom line is, If you win a national championship i don't care who you play i don't care if you play boise state (laughs) i really do feel that if you're guaranteed to win a national championship i honestly don't care what happens and that's why i always come back to the idea that i never want my rival to win a game anyway i want my rival to go 0-12 every year i want my rival to lose every single game by double digits if that's possible you know i have no interest in seeing the rival Be successful and that's why i never really bought into the idea of conference affiliation or conference pride uh you know as we see in the sec sec fans are boasting about alabama winning a national championship in football or kentucky winning a national championship in basketball whatever the case may be you know i don't think that that does anything for you and i think if you're penn state the last thing you want to do is see ohio state have any kind of success see michigan have any kind of success and because them having success doesn't really mean anything for you. In fact, it makes it more difficult for you. I want it to be as easy to win a national championship as possible. Obviously, you got to work hard for it. I'm not belittling that, but you know, honestly, if there's a chance that a team like Ohio State or in Michigan is not going to be a threat to winning a national championship, I'm going to take that every time. Yeah, obviously, beating a good Ohio State team means a lot. It certainly is a lot of fun. There's no question about that. But if my team is guaranteed to win a national championship, I don't care who's standing in the way. And if they're going to have that national championship glory anyway, why allow any other team to have any moderate success along the way? So as far as I'm concerned, if Penn State wins the national championship, I want the rival to go 0-12. and I don't want them to win a single game. I want them to sit through a miserable season and watch my team win it all. And I would love to hear what you guys have to say about that as well. Reach out to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. Answer that question for us as well. If Penn State's guaranteed to win a national championship, pick the rival. Do you want them to go 0-12, or do you want them to be the last team standing in the way of Penn State and a national championship? Let me know what you guys think, and we can react to that in tomorrow's podcast as well. And you know what? I have another question for you as well. My question is, what's your favorite built bar? What's Built Bar? Well, they are the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. They come in so many delicious flavors. They're always adding more to the mix. And if you follow them on Twitter at Bar underscore built, you get the first looks at some of the limited edition flavors they throw out there, some of the new flavors they show out there. Yesterday on Mother's Day, they threw out the strawberry flavor once again. It's a very good option. There's nothing that can go wrong with a strawberry chocolate combination. And best of all, these are Built Bars that are going to help fill you up up, make you get it through your work day, get you through your workout, whatever the case may be. If you've got a little bit of a hunger a situation midway through the morning, pop in a Built Bar, you're going to be good to go. It's what I do during my work day. It's going to help you out as well. Make sure you go to builtbar.com, check out all the different flavor options they have and put together your own package of Built Bars and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 so you can save 15% off. That's right. All you have to do is go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order.
0: deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's
1: KubotaOrangedays.com. 16 Saturdays from right now will be Penn State's 2021 season opener. September 4th on the road against Wisconsin. Not only a season opener on the road, but a very good Big Ten challenge on the road against a team that could very well win the Big Ten West. It's a very good measuring stick game, really for both programs, coming out of the gates of the new year. Very much looking forward to that. And the way things are trending right now, the way things are moving as a nation, and certainly within the state of Pennsylvania, it's looking more and more as though We could very well be getting a full uninterrupted 12 game regular season for college football. Obviously, the Big Ten has welcomed back the non-conference games to their schedule this year, a year after going through a conference only schedule. And here's hoping, crossing my fingers, knocking on wood that things are going to remain as they are currently scheduled. You know, if you have to make a couple adjustments along the way during the season, so be it. And hopefully, we don't have nearly as many issues as we did last year. But we're still trying to figure out exactly how some of those games that were lost last year are going to be made up. Now, I'm bringing this up because Michigan State and BYU were supposed to play last year in 2020. Uh, BYU has been busy rescheduling a lot of the games that were canceled for them last year, including the Michigan State game. But they're not going to make that game up until 2032. And that's just one of the pitfalls of college football scheduling. You schedule so many games so many years in advance on one side or the other, it makes it very difficult if you have to make up a game somewhere because uh, that game is going to be made up probably years and years from now. And Penn State has recently rescheduled a couple of the games that were lost last year. They're going to play Kent State on September 21st in 2024. They were supposed to open up last year against Kent State. They also had an early season game last year against San Jose State that got rescheduled for 2026. And the big question I think a lot of people still have is whether or not we are ever actually going to see Penn State and Virginia Tech play again. As you know, there was this part of a home and home deal where Penn State was going to play at Virginia Tech last year early in the season in Blacksburg. In one of the games I was actually most looking forward to in all of college football in 2020, I just thought it was going to be really cool to see Penn State finally get a chance to play a game in Blacksburg, a very difficult stadium, a pretty decent Virginia Tech team. And those are two programs that had never played before. And then uh, Virginia Tech was scheduled to make the return trip to Penn State, I believe in 2025. And all the comments this offseason from Virginia Tech's side of things have suggested that that game's not going to be played either, and who knows what the status of this series is going to be moving forward. So for those of you keeping score at home, that is now three games against schools from the state of Virginia that Penn State has lost from their schedules. You know, remember years back, I believe still under Bill O'Brien, there was a home-and-home deal with Virginia Tech that saw Penn State go down to Virginia, lose at Virginia, and Virginia never made the return trip to Penn State. Instead, Virginia ended up scheduling a game against Oregon, actually a home-and-home with Oregon, and the return trip to Penn State has never been booked. At this point, I don't know if that game is ever going to be made up, and I don't know if this series with Virginia Tech is ever going to be made up. I would like to think that at some point in time, Penn State and Virginia Tech will find a way to play a home-and-home series at some point in time, but I don't think it's going to be something that necessarily comes directly from this cancellation of a home-and-home series. And it is a shame because schools like Penn State and Virginia Tech probably should have played at least once at this point in their history, and we finally got that series on the table, and now there's looking like there's next to no hope of seeing that series as it was originally planned take off the ground. Now, if you look at college football schedules uh, in years uh, in advance, schedules fill up so there's only so many non-conference opportunities each school has and a school like penn state certainly wants to grab as many home games as they possibly can so arranging home and home deals while it is something they are doing a little bit more with some of these power conference schools including auburn this year they've got west virginia coming down the pipeline uh i would like to see schools like virginia tech added back into the mix i would like to see virginia i would like to see syracuse line up some more home-and-home series with teams from the ACC. It just makes too much sense to me, and I would like to hope that there is an indication that we could potentially see that at some point in time. talked a little bit last week. There was a question that was thrown away. Will Penn State ever schedule a home-and-home series again with a Pac-12 team? I'm all for it, but I just don't know how likely that is to be a realistic goal for Penn State as far as their scheduling concerns are made. So, there is lots to work with when you're talking about college football schedules and the fact that they schedule games so far out in advance it makes it very difficult to suggest that any game can easily be made up in a short period of time as i mentioned michigan state and byu they were supposed to play last year now they can't reschedule their game until 2032 at the earliest as of right now so That's what we're talking about. Schools schedule up their games. There's already nine conference games they have to fit into their schedule, leaving them only three non-conference opportunities. Penn State certainly wants to have at least two of those games played at home. They would love to have all three games played at home. And in fact, most years they do get all three of those games played at home. And that's why you see games against teams like Villanova and Delaware coming up on the schedules, uh, including Villanova this year. now, shout out to Delaware, by the way, gave it a good run in the FCS uh, playoffs this year, came up short in the final four over the weekend. However, I don't know if you should expect anytime soon to hear any news about a Penn State Virginia Tech revival of that home and home deal. Uh, I would love to see it. I don't think it's going to be happening anytime soon. And I think you can put your hopes to rest there. I just think you got to move on at some point, And I think Penn State Virginia Tech are moving on and going their separate ways. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Me Lions. But before you go anywhere, make sure you check out today's Locked On Today podcast. How should NFL teams handle players who do not want to get vaccinated? Pretty important topic going on right now. Certainly something that's hitting the sports world. So make sure you get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, make sure you're following Locked On Nittany Lions on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews coming in. We will choose one to randomly shout out at some point during the week and again, certainly on Friday for Five Star Friday. You can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at Kevin on CFB. Check out all of our compensate coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USATA Sports Media Group. And, of course, check out some of my college football commentary over on AthlonSports.com. I've also got the Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. That's it for me. Have a great Monday. Let's get your week started off on the right foot. Hopefully we helped you do that. You can't go one know this week unless you go one know today. Thanks again for listening. Come back tomorrow. It's Twitter Tuesday, so start sending in your questions and we'll address as many as we possibly can in tomorrow's podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.